Welcome to Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Well, good morning. Welcome to church. We're glad you are here this morning. We uh, announced this earlier about the barbecue we're having next Sunday, and we're excited about that. And it's a great opportunity also to invite some people uh, to church and to the barbecue. And perhaps they may not come to the service, even though you invite them, but a great opportunity is to invite them to the barbecue. Uh, your neighbors or friends that may never step foot in the church, but food always draws people in, doesn't it? And so I encourage you to pray this week to ask, <coughs> excuse me, if there's somebody that you can invite to uh, church this Sunday, sorry, next week. And uh, it's going to be a great day of great food and hanging out. And so we're encouraged by that as well. So we are glad you are here this morning. My name is Besh. I'm one of the pastors here. And it's a good Sunday to be here as well. And we were warned about this heat warning, weren't we? Has it come yet? I was expecting it to be way hotter than it is. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I like the cool temperatures as well. Before we get to the message, I want to give you a quick update. Uh, we've got a ministry here called the MMT, which is a ministry management team, which essentially consists of our staff and a few other members in our congregation. And according to our bylaws, we've got to fill in a few spots, and uh, we need a finance person, we need a facilities person. And so for the last little while, we've had some gaps there, but uh, we've been able to fill those roles now with uh, Beth Lowen over there on the, on the screen. You see her. She's looking after finances now, and she does an amazing job. And Jason Fist is part of facilities. And Susan's one of our staff members as well. She's been part of MMT for a little bit now, but we wanted to make it official and let you guys know by way of update. That's kind of what's going on. We meet uh, as a staff with the ministry management team twice a month, and we talk about uh, the things of the church, the life of the church. We work with the board as well together uh, to further the kingdom for Jesus. And so it's good to have uh, these folks around the table, not just because we filled our bylaws, because uh, there's people around the table, including these three and the rest of the staff, that have different giftings, different abilities, and it's really neat to see us all working together. So just by way of update about that, just so you know. And if you see these folks in the hallway, anywhere else, you know, just thank them for the service. And also thank you for folks who have served on MMT in the past. We're going to go through the book of Nehemiah today, but not the whole book, because it's big, and there's a lot there. And if you have not read the book of Nehemiah, I encourage you to do that sometime. There's some great stuff in the book of Nehemiah in terms of leadership, the church, working together. And so we're not going to have time to go through all of it, but we're going to cover a few things. So we encourage you, again, if we're able to read the book, do it sometime, whether it's this week or sometime this year. Uh, we'll be going through different scriptures out of Nehemiah, but in the Bible in front of you, we'll be in page 481. Uh, if you want to grab that, if you don't have a Bible, you can use that. Or if you can use your phone, you can go ahead and do that as well. Now, again, there's so much more, a lot in the book of Nehemiah. About 450 years before the birth of Jesus, Nehemiah left Babylon on a mission to rebuild the walls and gates around Jerusalem. He grew anxious in his heart because he knew that the walls around Jerusalem were not there and the city was not protected. So he went to the king and he asked, can he rebuild the wall? And what's amazing is the king gave him permission to do so. A matter of fact, the king also supplied everything he needed, including protection from people that were opposing the rebuilding of this wall. And Nehemiah and the people that worked together faced a lot of opposition. Uh, that's just what it was. They faced people that were not happy with this wall being built, and they faced opposition and different voices, and that's what they went through. But what was incredible 
that a group of people got together and they built this wall and people gave money towards it, they gave time, they gave energy, they uh, got dirty in there, blood, sweat and tears, together they worked to build this wall and it took them 52 days to build this wall. And that to me is incredible when you think about it. And what's amazing is everybody was working hand in hand, side by side. And there's some great learnings in the book of Nehemiah that we're gonna look at today that talk about working together and celebrating what God has done as well. Just wanna read a few verses for you from Nehemiah 6, verses 14 to 16. Remember Tobiah and Sanbalt, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Nodiah and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of God. What's amazing is you read, there was opposition. There was people that were saying, we do not want you to do this. And you read in scripture that it was the help of God that allowed these people to build these walls in 52 days. Not a small feat whatsoever. Now, there are amazing things that happened with this wall. There are still lots of things to be done. Uh, but they built the wall, and it was a lot of work together. And what this reminds me of, as you think about the book of Nehemiah, uh, because if you think of this area, Jerusalem was not a small village. It was a big city. It covered a lot of area. But everybody worked well together, diligently building this wall up for the glory of God. And it reminds me of the local church and what the church is about, about working together, about celebrating what God has done in the midst of who we are. You know, lots of studies have been taken and made, and what they say in surveys is that, generally speaking, 80 to 90% of the work in the local church gets done by 10 to 20% of the people. And that's a stat right across the board for small churches or big churches. And when you look at the book of Nehemiah and the story here, a lot of people helped out. Now, not everybody participated, but there's a lot of people working together to build this wall. And as you think about that picture, what it looks like for us, can you imagine if the church, instead of it being 10 to 20%, can you imagine the church decided that we're all in? If you even raise the bar to 50% or 75%, but can you imagine 100% buy-in from the local church that we're all in this together and we're going to do it for the glory of God? That would be amazing, wouldn't it be? And many of you participate and help out in the church, and that's a good thing. And yet we also got to understand that there's so much more work to do. And if 100% of the people in the church got involved, I believe people would get saved even more so. We'd see so many more people getting discipled and baptized, and the church would blow up in a good way, wouldn't it? It'd be incredible. And so as you think about that, it's kind of a daunting statistic, isn't it? You're going, wow, that's not very many people. However... When God is in it and we can come together, God is going to do great things. And God is already doing some good things here at Meadowbrook Church. There's no doubt about that. And we want to take a moment today to reflect on that, to celebrate that, and give God the glory for it. Because it's not because of us Meadowbrook is growing. It's not because of any church that grows because of us or any individual. It's because of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. And that's the bottom line. But we need to celebrate what we're seeing here and what's happening. We do an event the last couple of years called Love Leamington Serve Day. We take a moment on, a, on a June to bless our community, whether it's a project in your neighborhood or something else you want to do that God's put in your heart, where you come alongside. And we've been doing that for the last couple of years. And the last two years, we've had some oil changes here for single moms. So what happens is single moms phone in during the week. We advertise in the community, and people come in and get their oils changed. So they drop their cars off here. 
and then we take their vehicle over to John's Auto, which has blessed us and given us the time and the service to build the kingdom and bless the people in our community. And while their cars are being changed over at the oil change at John's Auto, they visit and hang out with people in our cafe. There's food, there's connection. We hand out a voucher card for groceries, and it's pretty amazing to see people connect. In 2017, we had 10 single moms come in from our community, and this past year, Matter of fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we had 15 women come from the community, and five of those were returning people. So obviously there's a connection, and that's a really good thing. We celebrate that because we're making an impact on single moms in the community, and word's probably getting out. What happened? Where'd you get an oil challenge? Well, Medibic Church blessed us. That's a good thing, isn't it? We should celebrate those things. We should be excited about what God is doing and how we're trying to impact the community. We do a ministry called Life Groups. And that's where we encourage people to sign up into a life group where we meet with a group of people, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly. Some groups meet for the whole year. Some groups meet for a short-term time. And you get together, you read the Bible, you do community together. Because it's hard to connect here on a Sunday morning on a deep, personal level, isn't it? But life groups is a great way to connect. And over this past year, we've had about 125 people in regular attendance in our life group ministry. That's exciting. That's really good. But we want that to continue to grow because that's a great place where you can connect and grow together as a family and as a church. We have a, a ministry out here we call The Hub. We mention it every week. We talk about the mug if you're a visitor and you connect. What's amazing about that, even though we announce it every Sunday, which we should, because there's new people always coming, and our stats prove that. Over the last year, since January actually, we've had 57 units or families or individuals come through our doors to The Hub. Now, that's just some people that actually go. Not everybody goes to the hub, and that's okay. But think about that for a second. 57 different people that have come through our doors and have gone to the hub and have been trying to get connected. Praise God for that. And we should be excited about that. We should be celebrating that because God is doing something at Meadowbrook, both in the seen and in the unseen as well. And the hub is a great place to connect. And if you've come here this morning for the first time, we encourage you to go to the hub. It's a place to get connected and to meet people, to get connected in our life groups, and it's a good spot to go. We also, let's talk about our youth ministry here. We average about 55 kids a night, and we've got 11 youth leaders that are dedicated to the ministry there. Praise God for that, for Pastor Xavier and his team that are doing a great job there as well. In next week, and let's celebrate this, we have nine new people being welcomed into membership. Can I get an amen somewhere? we got to be excited about this because there's churches out there that are declining, and it doesn't mean we're better than anybody else. It just means that people are coming here and want to join, and that's a good sign, isn't it? And we should celebrate that. We should be excited about that. When they were building up the walls in Nehemiah, they celebrated. MB Kids, which you saw, the droves of kids that come here on Sunday mornings and during the week as well, they go and they learn and they're excited. We've got a lot of kids going through the ministry. You know, different service times, we have different amount of kids, but first service, we're averaging about 10 kids, second service, about 21. Nursery, we're averaging about three kids. That's going to continue to explode as, you know, there's apparently there's something in the water in Leamington, so babies are coming, right? It's good. And we've got 66 leaders on the roster for children's ministry. Sarah Leskar, our children's director, is doing a great job with her team as well. And we should shout that out and celebrate that, shouldn't we? There's youth leaders and 66 kids leaders that are going, you know what, I'm going to take time out of my life to pour into kids, to pour into other people. And that's what the church is about. We should celebrate what God is doing. Now, it doesn't mean we're the perfect church, because we're not. 
We're humans, we work together, we live together, we do all these things. But what's great is we take a moment today to reflect what Jesus has been doing in and through our lives. Because I think sometimes we forget and we take for granted what God has done. And we don't pause. And we only pause maybe when crisis happens or when something good happens. But what we're saying today is let's take a minute. Let's celebrate what God is doing. Because that's what the church is about. Now, I believe that God has done many things in your lives in the past. And we should recognize those things. And God has done a lot of work in my life, my family's work in the past. And even recently as yesterday, it's all these good things. But I want to give you a quick list of things I want to highlight that has happened to me and my family over the last few years. And this is a reflection because it helps me understand that God has done stuff and it reminds me of his goodness. So I'm just going to read these really quickly to you. Kids dedication. I have two kids, a daughter and a son, Grace and Joa. My daughter, Grace, was dedicated April 25th, 2010. Uh, my son, Joa, was dedicated at a church in Calgary, jo uh, September 11th, 2011. Laura, my wife, uh, I baptized her on June uh, 6th, 2010. That was exciting and humbling for me to be able to baptize my wife. I was personally baptized December 23rd, 1990 in Vancouver. I remember that day vividly. I almost fell in the tank and died, but it was okay. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time, and I enjoyed it. It reminds me of God's goodness. My first Bible was given to me in 1990 by a gentleman named Alex. He was a guy I was attending a church at, and he had this Bible for a long time, and out of the goodness of his heart, he gave it to me. First Bible I ever received. And I wrote all over it. It was so good. I came to faith in 1990. I graduated high school in 1988. Yes, I'm old. I get it. I graduated college in 2002, first family member in my entire family ever to graduate from college. And that's all praise to Jesus. I was married to my wonderful wife, November 5th, 2005. We're coming up on 13 years of marriage. These are things I reflect on to celebrate what God has been doing. And we should be doing that as well. But here's, let's start here first. This is where we should start with absolutely. See, every single one of us, that's a Christ follower, has been redeemed because of him. And even if you're not a Christ follower, Jesus still died for you. And he loves you absolutely, 100%. So let's begin there for a second. See, the word redeem means to buy out. Specifically used in this context, this idea of slavery, but people that were free from slavery. So we were bought for a price. We were redeemed because our prior condition, before knowing Christ, we were slaves to sin. We're slaves to bondage, but because of Jesus, we are no longer in bondage to sin or the Old Testament law. We are no longer condemned. We are no longer separated from God. Jesus paid the price for every single one of us, and now we are reconciled to Jesus because of what he did for us. Isn't that exciting? Two people think so. And I think it's important for us to understand that we need to celebrate what Jesus has done for us truly because he's working in our life. And I believe this, the Christian church and the Christian journey should be the greatest adventure we're on. I 100% believe that. And the Christian journey is not boring. It shouldn't be because God the Father through Jesus is doing things that should blow us away in the small and in the big. And as we come together this morning, recognize that you are part of something special. Don't take for granted for a second that we're the church, that you're a Christ follower. Don't let it take that for granted. Today is Father's Day. My dad died about a year ago. 
And my mom is still alive. But I reflect on that, but my dad gave his life to Christ before he died. But my mom still doesn't know Jesus. And you know people like that as well. So don't take for granted your faith because there's people you know in your life that don't know Christ. And you are saved. And you are redeemed. Amen? Amen. And we should celebrate that from the mountaintops. Colossians says this, the book of Colossians, chapter 1. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Rescued us, catch that. And brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Man, that should get us up in the morning. Now, it doesn't mean life is easy. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges, because those come. But at the end of the day, when you put your head on your pillow at night, in spite of what you're going through in your life, and if you're a Christ follower and you've given your life to Jesus, at least you can say that you are saved because of Jesus Christ. And that's a reason to celebrate right there. The Bible says this in Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout out loud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great God, the great king above all gods. Amen. Now what's great about the book of Nehemiah, we're going to jump ahead to chapter 12 and I reflect on verse 43. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but in this chapter, they are dedicating the wall that they just built. And you know what they're doing? They're having a big old party. They're having a big old party to celebrate what God has been doing, and they want to celebrate that and dedicate this wall to God. And here's a great part of the story in verse 43 that I'm going to read to you. And it says this. On that day, they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and the children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. Now picture that for a second. All these people are together and they're celebrating what God is doing. And the celebration is so loud that they can hear the cheering and the dancing and the music from a far distance. Can you imagine we're sitting here at church and we're singing and we're giving God his glory and there's people at Superstar kind of going, do y'all heal that? There's something going on over there. And we should be shouting out and celebrating because God is good. And we've been given that salvation because of Jesus. And if you come this morning, let's celebrate that. And one of the things we do as we look at this story is we celebrate, but there's also some encouragement that happens here as well. Encouragement is a big thing in this story because what happened was folks got together to build this wall and their names are listed in, the, in, in Nehemiah. And they, not everybody's listed, but there's people out there that are celebrating because every single one of us, you know what? It's good to have encouragement, isn't it? It's good to be encouraged because we all need it. Every single one of us. There's a story of a mother who, whose son was drained of energy. He lost the desire to get out of bed. She heard his alarm go off a few times and, and the snooze button kept getting hit over and over again. And he peeked out from out of the covers and, and said to his mom, can you give me a good reason to get up today? She said to him, well, yes, first it's Sunday. It's time for church. Secondly, you're 43 years old and you know better. And third of all, you're the pastor and they expect you to be there. <laughs> See, we all need encouragement, don't we? In those days, we're in our, under our, our sheets in our bed and we're like, I just don't want to get to bed today. Yet the Bible says this, let us consider how we spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up and meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. It's good to encourage, isn't it? 
And I think sometimes in the church we've gone a little far on this. What I mean by this is this. We'll say, well, we shouldn't encourage people and tell people what a great job they're doing because it's the glory to Jesus. A hundred percent, it's the glory to God. A hundred percent. And yet it's okay to say to your fellow believer, you did a really good job in that. I appreciated your work on that. And our simple response should be, thank you. Oftentimes when you encourage people and the response sometimes can be, well, no, it's just God in me. Don't worry about it. It's all glory to Jesus. There's a false humility in that as well. But if somebody comes up to you and says, you know, I appreciate you for who you are because of this, your simple response should be thank you. There's nothing wrong with that. And what's interesting to me when I look at social media, I'm not a social media guy. I'm not on Facebook. I was, and I got tired of it, but I won't tell you why. But what I find interesting when it comes to social media and Christ's followers we talk about we should encourage each other. It's the glory to God. But on social media, often, we'll talk about how great we are. We'll look at, picture, look at me, look at me. It's about me. But in the church, it seems like we're afraid to say good job on that. So which one is it? We're not glorifying ourselves. We're glorifying Jesus. But he's also given us gifts and abilities. And if we don't say thank you to each other or good job on whatever it is, that can get discouraging after a while. And I want to say to you today that it's important to encourage each other, but there has to be a balance in how we receive encouragement as well. We can't be looking for it to puff up our ego. It's not about that. And if that's the case, we're going to wonder why we're looking for the words of affirmation all the time. Because we're all wired differently. Some of us love the words of affirmation. Some of us like time together and gifts, and it's all good. But we're wired differently. I was working at a church years ago in Alberta, and our lead pastor resigned, and we needed somebody to preach, and there was somebody else on staff that decided to take the preaching role, which was great. And he started to preach every Sunday. And he was the new, fresh guy. And so what happened was, for the first few Sundays, back in those days, I remember, when the pastor was finished preaching, they'd leave and they'd stand at the back door and shake people's hands. They'd do their thing. You know, thanks for coming here. And so I'd watch, and people would walk through the door and say, thank you for doing this. And, oh, good sermon. It was so good. Really appreciate the word today. And it went on for a few weeks. And then the crowds would still go back there after services, but it was more like, uh, hey, good to see you today to the pastor. And they kind of kept going. It was just one of those things. They were used to him up there. They kind of took him for granted a little bit. But something happened. We were in our office one day on a Monday morning. And we were chatting. And he was really upset, visibly upset, not doing so great. And I asked him, I said, what's going on with you today? He goes, Mesh. I've been preaching for a while, and it was really good to start with. People would pat my back and tell me how great I was and how good I was, and, but no one has said anything the last three weeks or so, and I need it. And it was a realization for him that he had taken encouragement to such a level there was a lot of insecurity and a lot of different things going on in his life that he needed it every day or every Sunday to get through the week. And he realized he needed to check his heart on that. So what I'm saying is it's good to say thank you, but when we receive it and we're only looking for it to pump us up and that's all we need or that's what we're looking for, that's where it gets tricky. Pastor Chris does a great job every Sunday and the Lord has given gifts and abilities and he honors that and he gives God the glory. But you also need to tell him thank you as well, not for his glory, but the glory of God because he's a human being just like anybody else and it's good to say, well done, Pastor Chris. It's good to tell him that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think we need to get better at that as a church, as a whole, because when we encourage each other, it's a good thing. My kids are small. My kids are tiny and young, but they get excited about a lot of things. 
Their paper, the picture of them is often in our Wheatley newspaper, big, thriving newspaper, huge. And often our kids have been in the picture because of soccer and whatnot. So we see these pictures and we show it to them. They get excited. And we often tell them, it's good to have your picture there, but don't make it about you. But isn't that fun? Yes. And they love it. Then we move on. It's all good. But let's celebrate each other and let's be cheerleaders. Let's cheer each other on. I believe the church should be the greatest place for encouragement. We should not be discouraged here in the church. It doesn't mean life isn't easy, because life is hard. But discouragement is reality, just like gas prices are high, taxes are real. But the fact is, we should create an environment where we're glorifying God. Because when you look at the book of Nehemiah, they were together and they encouraged each other because they had opposition. It was so bad in this book that when people were building the wall, they had people on guard watching because of the attacks that may come, because of the opposition they were facing. But they continue to encourage each other and spur each other on. And that's something that we as a church, myself individually as well, need to be better at. And yet we got to take time to say thank you, to encourage people, because gratitude is a big deal. And I think what happens is we can understand that our ability to make a difference is a direct result of Jesus' work in our life. All the success, all the good things that happen have nothing to do with us. It's the glory to God. And we think like that, we operate like that, we live like that. And when we approach Thanksgiving and celebration with that attitude, it stays in its rightful place, doesn't it? Because this is about Jesus. And we should be thanking him for what he's been doing in our lives, in our church, in this community, because we're in this together. See, Nehemiah made plans to celebrate. He passed out assignments, he organized people, he oversaw everything. But they took time to celebrate what God was doing within the certain situation with his wall. So as we come together and we think about this, I want to celebrate with you this morning. Because when we celebrate and we take a moment to take a time out to say, look what Jesus has done in our lives, it reflects what God has done, but it gives him the glory and it puts him back in the proper place. So this is what we're going to do. We are going to do this. And you're going, uh-oh, what's going to happen? I want you to turn to the people beside you. Uh, if someone's not in your aisle or in front of you, beside you, behind you, whatever the case is, I want you to take a couple of minutes and I want you to talk to each other. Uh, about what you're grateful for and what you're thankful for. And if you come this morning and you're going, well, man, I've had a terrible week. I'm not thankful for anything. Well, here's why we do this, because there's always something in our life we can be thankful for. I slept in a bed last night. I should be thankful for that. I have the ability to go home and make a sandwich. I should be thankful for that. Those are the small things we can take for granted. So, church, today... You're going to be a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. So here's my thing. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. All right? So turn to the people beside you, and again, what are you thankful for? What is God doing in your life? And if you don't know Jesus, and you're, a Christ, and you're not a Christ follower, you can still say something you're thankful for. Go for it.
right, folks, start wrapping it up. I can just go and you guys can keep talking. This is good, this is good. Love it. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding when they have an open mic and it's kind of sketchy because you don't know who's gonna go up there and say what. I've been to weddings like that and maybe you have as well. So we're gonna take a little risk right now. I'm walking off the stage and some of you are freaking out right now. We're gonna have, there's an old saying in the church and they often would say, can I get a witness? And somebody would stand up and talk about what God has been doing and something good, and whatever the case may be. So we're going to do that right now. So if you've got something you want to shout out that you're grateful for, I'm getting closer, and you're excited about it, and you want to give God glory for it, let's just shout it out where you are right now. Amen. That's, that's Tom, people that uh, you've been praying for, in case you didn't know who that was, that's Tom. And so good to see him on his feet. I said to him, I was saying to his son this morning that Tom looked like Stevie Wonder this morning with those glasses on, so it's good. It's good. Who else? That's great, brother Tom. Thank you. Who else? It could just be a one-word answer, whatever you want to do. Let's go. What are, you, what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? Amen. That's awesome. Good. That's good. Keep going. A couple more. Just one word answers, too, if you got them. Let's shut them out. Family. Family. That's right. Good to have you here. Some of you guys are loving this. This is good. Come on. Who else? A couple more, then we'll stop. Air conditioning. Bless his heart. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Amen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One more. You know, that's a great segue. Uh, because I want to give some shout-outs right now as well. We've got a great staff. We've got a great board of elders here. We've got people that are working together. And uh, without the contributions of people, God's kingdom would not grow. Amen? And that's why it's important that we serve in our gifts and our abilities. And our staff team is, is made of different giftings and abilities, and we're trying to work together and, and do that. And Sarah Lashkar is our children's director, and she's done a great job with those kids, and her team are doing such a good job as well. Sherry is our office administrator. She does a fantastic job with our life groups. 
Susan is one of our administrators. She has such a heart for people and does a great job in our office. Another Susan, Susan Fast, she's our custodian. This building looks so clean because of her and all the behind scenes stuff that we take for granted that she does. So when you see her, give her a shout out. Pastor Chris for his preaching in his heart and Xavier, Pastor Xavier too, for the youth ministry they're doing and the worship ministry as well. Those are things we should be grateful for because that's what the church is about. We cheer each other on, we celebrate each other's giftings and we give God all the glory, amen? amen. Let's pray. You can clap, it's all good. But... For him, right? For him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that uh, we're the church and that we are so privileged to be able to come here. And Lord, as we think about being thankful, thank you for Nehemiah and his faithfulness to build a wall and what you put on his heart. Regardless of all the opposition he faced, he still went forward. And I pray, Lord, that that would be an example for us, that we would stop and give thanks. And if you called us to do something, we would push forward because of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for each person here this morning. Thank you for the words that were shared out loud and for the things that people are thankful for in their heart. And I pray, Lord, as we wrap up, as we think about what's ahead. Lord, I pray this week we take time to reflect and give thanks for the things you've done for us, to write them down, uh, to have a heart full of gratitude. Lord, we quit, commit Meadowbrook to you. We commit every church in this community to you. We ask in Jesus' name that you would build this church mightily, even more so than what it's doing today, that we'd overflow with people that are getting saved, that we see people getting baptized, we would see more kids getting dedicated. Lord, this place would just expand in its influence in this community. And in Jesus' name, we pray for that. We pray against the plans of the enemy in Jesus' name. And we ask God for an anointing and a blessing over each one, for each ministry, for each leader, for each person that calls Meadowbrook their home. Thank you for the work you're doing, Jesus. This is all for you. All the glory goes to you. We have nothing to do with this, Lord, but help us to be faithful and available and teachable for how you want to work in our lives. We ask this in the strong name of Jesus. ready to close today. If you need prayer for anything at all, we will have people up here at the front who are trained by us. We trust them. We have released them to pray. Uh, they're professional. It's confidential. And they'd be happy to pray with you about anything that you need. And so we invite you to come on forward. If you're not going to pray, we're just going to encourage you to do your visiting out of the sanctuary just so this can be a quiet place and we can honor that as a place of prayer. Uh, Pastor Mesh has challenged us today uh, and has given us just a great exhortation in how we move forward from here and scripture says encourage one another daily that's actually what we're told encourage one another daily as long as it is called today as long as we are in this current age that we live in encourage one another daily and it wouldn't say that if we didn't need that it wouldn't say that if there wasn't something to that and so it's father's day and so it's a great day to go and encourage dad if you're going to see dad today or give him a call or shoot him a message and if that's not you today uh, find somebody to encourage and maybe that's a good challenge for the week encourage one another daily find somebody that you can build up in the faith that you can encourage in some way practically or with your words it can be as simple as a text but find some way to do that to put this message today into practice let's pray together father thank you for how you encourage us lord by your spirit by your word how you've encouraged us through the message today and as we head out now into the week lord as we honor our fathers today as we are spending time seeking you and spending time with our families and spending time at work just open our eyes to where we can be a blessing 
blessing to somebody else, where we can walk in that encouragement. And Lord, as we do this together, as we build the wall together, as we minister at the church together, as we learn together, grow together, gather together, as we serve together, as we pray together, as we spur one another on together, Holy Spirit, do things through us together as Meadowbrook Church, as a family. As we walk out in this together, do your work in us together and through us together as you bless this place, as you are already blessing in so many ways. Come, Holy Spirit, and do your work in us and through us together, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Father's Day, men. Grab your treats on the way out the door. Come on forward for prayer if you need prayer for anything. Otherwise, we'll see you next Sunday.